Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. There is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you. Maya Angelou. It's a, so I guess for me, one of the things that's always driven me motivated me is wanting to work and get into documentary um it's kind of i guess what led me to start a youtube channel was having that kind of outlet and uh yeah i think it's funny when you think about your identity and you know ever-changing thing that people view you how people view you or how you perceive yourself and i guess um you know, for a while, it was like, yeah, I'm a through hiker. But at the base of it all, I've always wanted to become a documentary filmmaker. So it's been, it's a feature length doc that I am developing. I'm Doc, and this is the John Freaking Muir Pod. Welcome to the John Freakin' Muir Pod. Lace up those boots and sling on the pack for a romp through trails, short and long. With your host and renaissance man, Doc, it's time to embrace the suck. Welcome back to another week on the trail, Dirtbags and Hiker Trash. I'm Doc, and this is the John Freakin' Muir Pod. Let's start off with a reminder. If you are enjoying the podcast, take just a minute, help us out, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're not enjoying the pod, well, just go ahead and keep that to yourself. 
All right, let's get to this week's guest, who is a true favorite of the podcast and our listeners. I am very excited to welcome back Elena Tip-Tap Osborne. How's it going, Tip-Tap? Hello. Oh, wow. Favorite? That's a, that's a big call. Um, yeah, it's good to see you. Good to uh, hear your voice again. Good to be back. I actually don't remember when it was that I spoke to you last time. It must have been at least over a year, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think you were in season two. Uh, we're currently in season five. That doesn't mean a lot because we you know, we we burn through fifty episodes uh, sometimes two two episodes a week. So I think at least a year and a half since oh, you and man. I spoke. Okay, it feels like not that long ago, but also like a lot has happened. So yeah, it's it's yeah. good to good to be here again. The world has had a lot of turns since then. Mm-hmm, that's for sure. Yep. And here we are, we're separated by a Friday night and who knows how many thousands of miles. Cause as we speak to as we speak right now. It is Friday, early afternoon, my time. Are you are you Saturday morning right now? I am Saturday early afternoon. Uh, yeah, Saturday and, early afternoon. Yep, that that's right. Uh, mm-hmm. And heading into summer, uh, toilet flushes the other way. Um, and yeah, no, it's 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 a different world down here. That's for sure. Absolutely. Now, how did how did Friday night go? What can I expect? Uh oh oh um you can expect a forecast of consuming many uh cult documentaries um and actually quite rainy um it was quite thundery so uh enjoy enjoy a night in okay <laughs> did you say cult documentaries yeah yeah that was okay that was you're, my you're going wild down, Friday night <laughs> going down that rabbit hole uh always always okay. Now you've been on. It's been a little bit, a little bit of time. Some people may be familiar with you. Some people may not be familiar with you. How did you come by the trail name Tip Tap? Uh, oh man, that's one of those real lit. Oh, not lit down stories. Not that exciting. But um, essentially, I had never used uh, trekking poles before, and um, you know, was very excited by being on my first through hike on the PCT, and had been conversing with a guy telling him I hadn't had a trail name and yeah, I was just loving it out there. And I, off I hiked uh, with my hiking poles very confidently. And then probably, I don't know, a couple of miles later, um, we met up again at the road trying to hitch. And he deemed that I did not use my trekking poles correctly and just tipped, tapped them on the ground. And that would be a perfect trail name. Uh, and I took it because the previous names I were given was given was, spoon and boy scout very non-creative name so i i took it and uh yeah it's, it's stuck spoon spoon that's a tragic trail name i mean yeah i, I sure. really put it down to the people i was around they just were not you know these guys no i'm kidding they're great uh they just you know needed to think outside the box a little you know mm-hmm. now with your presence on on youtube and social media have you just given up, Elena, and just gone with Tip Tap in the real world out there? <laughs> um, in a way, no. I mean, I wish I could say that, uh, but 
No, I actually, so I tried using my trail. I guess I did use my trail name um, when I hiked Te Araro, so like a year and a half later. Um, and I went by that, but it did feel like I was forcing it a little bit too much. Um, it just felt like a completely different trail, a very different context. And I think in terms of Aotearoa, New Zealand and the kind of trail culture we have here, it just didn't really fit. And so while I, you know, I like the fact that I took that name. I feel like if I did it again, I'd probably just go by Alana um, or allow for another name to, um, you know, enter my trail world. So if it is not a, a big tradition down in New Zealand with the trail names, how often do you hear someone call you Tip Tap? Hmm. Hmm. Ah. Uh... It's usually if I'm talking to old trail friends uh, from the PCT or from Te Araroa, um, or if uh, someone, I mean, on the rare occurrence that somebody recognizes me and maybe calls me tip tap, but I feel like that's still maybe one fifth of the people who would call out to me. Though I recently had an experience and I think it was Alaska and somebody called out tip tap and that was, that was cool. It was exciting. Nice. I'm I'm waiting for the day I'm out on trail and someone calls out Doc that I I don't know, just some random stranger out there and recognizes me. That that, you know, obviously it's not happened yet. So congratulations on that. Pretty pretty cool. Uh, made it, you know, made it. You made it. That's right. That's mm -hmm. right. All right. Now things uh, things have changed a little bit here on the podcast since the last time you were on, but you are, I think, familiar with the pro tip inside of the week. That's a segment we do towards the end of the episode where I'm going to turn to you and ask you to share some trail wisdom with our listeners to make their next outdoor experience even better. So don't be surprised when we get there. Okay. All right. Got that. Do you remember that from last time? I do. I do not remember what I said last time, and I don't know what I'll say this time, but hey, we'll, we'll cross that bridge. Okay. It was very deep last time. I'm not sure what it was either, but I'm sure it was very deep. <laughs> yeah, I'll go a completely different route this time. Okay. The Must Bring Gear Review. Oh, do you know who that was? Oh, the voice? Yeah, the voice. Oh, wait, that sounded familiar, but... Should we try it again? Play it again? Yeah. yeah, here we go. Listen up. The Must Bring Gear Review. Oh, I, I don't know. Oh, it's so familiar. I'll kick myself. Uh, who is it? I promise you, you won't kick yourself. It's my daughter. Oh, <laughs> oh that's so... Oh, my you, gosh. You, you so thought cute. it was somebody famous. She's not famous yet, but maybe someday. No, I, th I thought it could have been like a trail person. Um, oh, mm -hmm. But, hey, she's got a great voice. Yeah, maybe a little Nicole Kidman in there. The mm -hmm. must bring gear review. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's half-calf. Um, another feature we've been doing this season, Tip Tap, is the Must Bring Gear Review, sponsored by the Ultralight Backpacking Gear Company, Six Moon Designs. And here's how it works. If you let a stranger pack your bag with pretty much generic gear for a multi-day hike, what is the one specific piece of gear you would insist on being packed? And if you've got a particular brand for that specific piece of gear, even better. So Tip Tap, what is your must bring piece of gear out there? Mm, okay, so I feel like I remember what I said last time, which is probably the peak design camera clip. And I would stand by that. But if I was going to add something this time, I think I realized just how much, um, how nice it is to have a hot stove because or just a stove. Um, uh, because I did not take one of my past through hike, but on multi-day hikes, just 
with anything, it's, it, it is worth the wait. Um, and saying that the most recent addition to my pack has been this um, super light, I, got, I think I got from REI when I was in the US most recently, um, coffee drip filter thing. I don't know the brand. It's really light. It was very inexpensive. Um, and that is game changing. Taking real coffee on trail. Oh my God. It's, it's a luxury that is 100% with the weight. Um, yeah. Real coffee grounds and dripping. It's bougie as hell, but um, hey, look, you got to enjoy yourself out there and a good cup of brew is is the way to go so that's probably my more recent addition now you know i'm always on the lookout for a good title for the episode during the interview and i think we just stumbled across it oh bougie, no bougie as hell i think bougie as hell dash <laughs> oh, Elena tip tap osborne I, I mean that how, how could we do better than that oh god i feel like it's the worst representation <laughs> but hey look you know maybe i'll say something better throughout but... all right well, well we'll keep our ears open for for other possible take, take it that's, if you like it take it that's pretty good that's pretty good and i agree coffee out on the trail out in the middle of nowhere a hot cup of coffee that is pretty bougie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. worth it worth it okay now you don't remember the the brand of the stove uh, brand of the stove itself. Um, I've still got the one that I took on the PCT. I think it's a, a pocket rocket, but I've been wanting to try the, um, the old jet boil for a while now. That's something that it seems like every, every man's dog has these days. So that's something I'll have to try, but, um, I'm yet to, uh, make that purchase. So, Hey, we'll get there. Every man's dog. Is that a, a Kiwi saying? Every man and his dog? Is that not well, a every universal Every man saying? and his dog. I think it's yeah. every man's every man's dog. Okay. Every man and his sheep would be a, a very kiwi, very kiwi version of that. Okay. Hey, uh, we've got something else we've been doing. I'm not sure we had this in place when you were on before. It's the hiking pole. It's the hiking pole, and it's not P-O-L-E, like the kind you carry in your hands when you're tip-tapping mm-hmm. around out there. Mm-hmm. It's P-O-L-L, like a survey. This is a seven-question survey that's going to help me assign you a score from 1 to 100 on the sanity scale, with 1 being completely insane and 100 being completely sane. And you should know right up front that there is an automatic 25-point deduction for anybody who has done a you know, a through hike of at least 2,600 miles. So your top mm, score yeah. today, tip tap is 75. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be surprised if I get higher than a 30 to be fair. Yeah. If I were to ask your brother, I said, uh, Hey, wh- how would you, where would you put tip tap on the sanity scale? What What do you think he would say? Oh, I would be in below 10 for sure. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that is like, that's like, like that shit crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm. but but i mean it's they don't have an objective view i guess there is no real objective view but um you know crazy can be a good thing too in in different contexts Mm -hmm. yeah i tell my wife all the time i said uh my dad always told me if you want you want an exciting life marry a crazy woman i and i don't commit one way or the other as to what i did but i just let her know that Okay. Okay. How's that? How's, how's, uh, life going for you? I'm still here. Mm -hmm. I'm still here. Hey, tip tap. We have two sets of questions that you can pick from. You can pick from set a or set B. 
Set A is about hiking stuff. It's called the hiking pole. And so these are like hiking questions. Set B is a set of questions regarding the big issues we face as a society. Oh God. Wrestle with them. Wrestle with them daily. Probably make an entire podcast about any one of these questions. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave it to you to pick which set of questions you want me to pull from. Oh man. Look, I, I don't know if I'm ready to step into set B today. Um, I'm having a pretty good day and there's there's a lot happening in the world. So I'm going to go for the lighter option this time okay. and go for right. set A. Going for set A. All right. Just to give you a taste of what you missed out on. Maybe we'll do it next mm-hmm. time. Uh, let me pull a question from set B. Uh, here you go. It's a very big question. Do you roll your toilet paper over or under? Oh, God. Oh, I so have that's just an example. Yeah, I have right. deep, deep regrets. We can switch. I mean, it's not too late. Um, no, I've I've committed. Look, okay, all right, all right. Set B is for next time. Tip Mm tap. Here we go. Question number one. Set A. Trekking poles or no trekking poles? And I think that's I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this one because of your (laughs) trail name. So yes, and my tent relies on it, so I'm gonna have to go for trekking poles. Okay, and what kind of what kind of tent do you have? I still have my uh, Z-Pax duplex. Uh, it's been rolling with me since PCT days. Um, not the literal festival, but the uh, actual hiking of the PCT. And no, I still love it. Still love it. Is that a one-pole tent or a two-pole tent? Two-pole. Two-pole. Mm-hmm. Two-pole. I, very durable, evidently, if it's been with you since the PCT. Yeah, yeah. It's been through some Weka attacks and some... Mouse attacks. Um, yeah, no, it, it's seen, it's seen some things. Did you say Wicca attacks? Wicca, Wicca, a uh, bit, bit of an accent there. W E K A. It's a, a bird native to New Zealand. Um, they're kind of like, mm, I would say, like evil demon rooster birds. They're mm. like uh, black with red eyes, and they just well on the ground and they're specifically in the most i don't think i've seen many in the north island they probably do exist up here but they're more so in the south island and they just harass you if you've got food in your tent they they will come for you okay good to know Mm -hmm. all right question number two boots or trail runners what's on your feet uh i trialed boots kind of recently i still think i'm a trail runner gal um yeah boots are good but i I don't know even with weak ankles and all of that i still think trail runners are the way to go okay and do you have a specific brand of trail runners that you prefer oh i've been cycling through so many um i liked uh god ultra was good ultras uh, but now I've been using hokers. Hokers are, are my go-to at the moment, but it's ever changing. It's ever changing. So when people ask me, I'm like, you can, you can ask, but you have to try it for yourself. There seems to have been a shift, you know, early on, I would get a lot of responses with the, with the ultras. And now I'm getting more and more hokers. Uh, I think it's because we've all busted our joints and there's so much more cushioning in hookers. So we're all getting old is what it is, I think. Not me. I'm, I'm still young. Ever young. Mm-hmm. Ever young. I can Very tell. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Question number three. I know the answer to this one already, but I'm going to ask it. Uh, we'll have a little discussion here. Your preferred shelter system, tent, tarp, hammock, bivy, or hey, let's just cowboy camp. Oh, yeah. I wish I cowboy camped way more on the PCT. Um, and getting a hammock would be is a cool thing, but I'm still I'm still in the um shelter, the shelter world, because it's just oh it's so nice having your own little space. Um a lot of the hikes in New Zealand are hut hikes. So you yeah, hike out to a hut and it's a shared environment. And that's really cool. It creates a really cool culture within there because you know you cook your food and you're all sitting around and you can have good chats with strangers. Um, but nothing beats having your own little sanctuary in a in a tent. So that is that is still me. Okay. And of course you, you, uh, mentioned the tent earlier. So, all right. Question number four, uh, when it comes to sleep system, are you sleeping bag or are you quilt? Oh, I, at the moment have, I'm, I'm still quilt. It's still a quilt, but it's a different kind of quilt. It's like the one that zips all the way up. So it feels just like a sleeping bag, but yeah, still on the quilt train. Somebody sold you a quilt that zips all the way up. I was going to say, I th- that sounds like a sleeping bag. Okay, maybe it is. Oh, no, I'm sure it's a quilt day. Eh? It's a Z-Pax <laughs> one. Uh, I'm going to have to double check on that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually pulling it out today. So I'll um, to go for a little hot, hot sleep. So that'll be, um, I'll double check for you, but I'm pretty sure it's okay. a quilt. I would have, I'd, I'd hate it if someone just, they, they labeled the sleeping bag quilt and add another $30 to it. Mm, so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. All right. Uh, you see in our earlier discussion, I know the answer to this question too. Question five, <laughs> stove, cold soak or stoveless? What do you do when it comes to food out there? Uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go for stove, but um, wait, cold soak or stoveless? Isn't that the same thing? I well, guess oh, soap, stoveless could just be like you're eating bagels, right? And cold soap because exactly. you're eating the yep. ramen. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be a stove girl. Yeah, you ever tried cold soak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, what what are your thoughts on that? Oh, it's fine. I think it's fine, especially with those dehy meals. It's it's absolutely fine, possible. But you know, when you want some, you're shaking your head. But look. It's still t- it's still food. It's still digestible. Um, but I'll say no to cold soak mashed potato or instant mash because the one tried time I tried that, I don't know, something weird happened to my stomach. So just no to that one. Okay. Yeah, I tried cold soaking. I went into it with an open mind. I was sold by by some guest who just swore by it. I got special recipes. I did all kinds of meal prep ahead of time. And day three, I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't eat the mush. I can't, you know, Who it's, was it? it's, it's tasty mush, but you know, I, I, I just couldn't, I needed a hot, hot meal. Mm, fair. It was Aaron, Aaron Mayhew from Backcountry Foodie. Oh, okay. okay. Website with all kinds of recipes. I mean, really good stuff. But mm-hmm. when you're, when you're traveling with somebody else that has a stove and you're sit you're sitting hunched over you know, sucking down your gruel and uh, that person's eating a nice, hot, aromatic meal is just, it's not the same. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. It's when you're around others who've got a stove, um, that's when it's just not a good time. Okay. 
Question number six, is life better above or below the tree line? Oh, life better below or above the tree line? That feels like it could be quite a deep question. <laughs> um, I'm going to say life in general, I think probably. Uh, I'm going to say probably below the tree line. I mean, when you're hiking and all of that, it's beautiful to go up for views and you really, and I think that's what makes you appreciate those moments a lot more, but living life, it's, it's nice to be, usually there are, you find your good people below the tree line. Um, that's where everyone's hanging. Okay. Question number seven, our final question in the hiking pool, what's more important, pack weight or luxury items? Oof. It's kind of the same thing, isn't it? Because um, it's, I mean, you're meaning like a light pack, right? Exactly. Yes. Light pack versus luxury items. Um. Oh, man. Luxury items look nice. I still think about pack weight, though. Mm, I'll probably still put focus on pack weight. I mean, I, I do take luxury items, but if I was going to choose one or the other, and it wasn't going to impact, you know, the way I was thinking about things. I'd want to feel good about my pack weight. Okay. And if you want, if you do bring a luxury item, what is that luxury item? Um, These days, probably, I mean, you got that little lightweight coffee thing. It's not heavy at all. Um, I just think maybe I have just put less focus on pack weight these days. Maybe because I haven't been on a through hike in a while. Um but also luxury item, probably like my Kindle. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Now I'm going to throw in a bonus question. It doesn't count towards your score, but just give you some flavor from uh, set B. Do they, do they have hot dogs down in New Zealand? Uh, what's, what's a hot dog? No. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Okay. All okay right. When you say hot dog, you mean like the ones in the bun? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's like right. corn dogs and then there's like sausage yeah. rolls and all that. All right. Right. Hot dog, classic American hot dog fare. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. here, here's a bonus question for you. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No, no. Why would it be a sandwich? <laughs> um, I mean, there's bread. I see that. Uh, I know that in America you call like burgers sandwiches, which is also bizarre. Um, no, I'm, I'm going to have to go, no, I don't know. <laughs> so where does the hot dog appear on the menu? What what section of the menu does the hot dog appear in? In the American ethnic section. <laughs> we want to specifically corner for that so in our supermarkets we've got the ethnic aisle there's Amer an american aisle and just in that aisle is um hot dog buns fried frozen hot dog rolls and um mustard now i'm in and twinkies and twinkies and honey buns that's it <laughs> i'm envisioning now a restaurant in new zealand with you know multi-page booklet menu and you have to flip through to like page 17 on the very back bottom corner it says crazy american food and they're they're listed is the the famous hot dog mm -hmm. well you have to come down here to find out okay now i mean a sandwich what's your definition of a sandwich what, what are the 
qualifying characteristics of a sandwich? Um, you know, bread, uh, like square bread, maybe. Um, oh, it has to be, it has to be square bread. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bread. Um, some, I feel like that's it. You could put anything in it. You know, you could have some margarine in there and slap it together. It could be a sandwich. Maybe not. It's a bit, bit much. Um, yeah, some square bread. That's a bit of a square answer, isn't it? I haven't look. I haven't really thought much into this. I'm sure you've had many, many deep dives on this question. Yes, and it's just I'd a bonus question. Okay, we're not okay. going to take a whole lot of time. We'll say we'll, All right. we'll revisit that question when we come back on the next episode. Yeah, and I'm really feeling like a good sandwich. You um, get the full set B experience. All right. All right. Hey, let me. Let me put your answers through the uh, the mathematical formula here through the okay. John freaking mirror algorithm. I'm sure. Very, do some math very here. Stand by while technical. I do some math. Yeah, mm -hmm. I got to. I got to carry the three. Got to divide by root two. Oh, I forgot. This was like a sanity thing. I'm pretty sane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, those questions were um probably not good representation, but. All right. Let me let me multiply that by pi, and we're going to adjust for the fabric firmness as it's being attacked by a. Wicca, Wicca, a Wicca, 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 a Wacca, a Wacca, a Wack, a Wacking. Oh, sorry, that was me trying to put on an American accent. Um, Wicca, like a W E K A. And I come out with the uh, just below, just below the midpoint score of forty-eight. So you're you're slightly crazy. Hey, it's pretty good. That's pretty good. Not not down. Not not a ten by any means. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, 48, 48. Mm, I'm glad we went with Tip Baby. Okay. Well, hey, before we get too far down the trail, Tip Tap, let's back up a little bit. Let's uh, remind everybody kind of where your background is, where you grew up, and uh, how you got involved in this whole thing called through hiking. Hmm. Okay. That's the question. That's the question. Yeah, All your right. background. The reminder. My background. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess, I mean, I grew up in Aotearoa, New Zealand, in the city of Tamaki Makoto or Auckland. It's probably the most populated. I mean, it is the most populated city in New Zealand um, in a little suburb called Te Aratu, Te Aratu South. And I, yeah, lived, have lived a pretty, uh, I wouldn't say normal. Anyway had you know grew up in New Zealand um spent studied here and then after university I lived in the U.S. for probably it was about 14 months um over the 2016-2017 period and kind of got a taste I guess for the national parks in the states and was very very enthralled by them um and just by the U.S. in general I had made really good friendships and built really good relationships while I was there, uh, came back to New Zealand and was not ready to stay here for very long. Um, and it just so happened, you know, the unraveling of a relationship, a job that I wasn't super keen on, um, all pointed me in the direction of the uh, trail. And in 2019, I set off on the PCT. And, yeah, it's been, I think, yeah, has completely probably altered the direction of my life um, since then. 
Now I am I'm intrigued by this this notion that you live in New Zealand and you felt the pull of the US, this exotic location. And I think it's the exact opposite for people living in the US. You know, they think that uh, this is just kind of you know, pretty boring and man, wouldn't it be great to go to New Zealand? You know, it's just like, mm. like the grass the grass is always greener. Oh, always, always. And it's totally down to I mean, the probably just like uh, the kind of media and um, film television influence we have here, which is very much kind of like, um, yeah, I don't know, Kiwis, we love we love American culture. Um, and maybe people, you know, of course, it's, it's very controversial. There are areas where things are not so good. Um, but in terms of just like what we consume probably, um we get a lot of that and yeah like you said grass is always greener um always yeah did you pick up a bit of an american accent when you were over here i supposedly did when i was there so when i first got back to new zealand um my family were like why do you sound american now I also started speaking a lot slower because I used to speak very, very fast, but nobody could understand me in the US. Uh, and since then, I think the way I speak has changed because in New Zealand, I often get asked, not super often, but enough times I get asked where I'm maybe from or where I've lived or something like that. Um, and I remember my, my flatmate in Denver, she was really she loved she loved accents she loved learning them mimicking them and she was super disappointed in my kiwi accent she said it was not kiwi enough uh, i think it's gotten more kiwi the more time i've spent here now since then uh but i definitely had a bit of a twang you want to do some impressions for us you want to do some maybe different regionalized american oh, accents gosh. Maybe texas and maybe uh, the deep south Oh, Southern California. You want, you want to give that a shot? I don't think I know those niches very well. The only one, I mean, oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> I remember doing some kind of like Kelly from the Valley attempt while I was on PCT. And I feel like everyone who was hiking with just was uh, not not having a good time with my impression. Um, so since then, I've kind of been put off. Kelly of the Valley? Kelly, Kelly from the Valley, like the very American. And I haven't practiced. Like I need I, I need I need some time. I need a warm-up. Now when you say the valley, which valley are you referring to? I don't even know. It's just something I heard on a YouTube video. Um mm -hmm. it must be a Californian valley. It absolutely is. It's about 20 mm -hmm. miles from where I from where I sit right now. Uh the valley, if you just say the valley. You're, mm -hmm. you're probably talking about the San Fernando Valley, which is just north of Los Angeles, the city of Los Angeles. Ah, uh, gotcha. In the 80s, there were some pretty ridiculous uh, conversations and accents coming out of the valley. And if you watch any 80s movies, I'm sure you can imagine. So mm -hmm. I am just mm -hmm. north of the San Fernando Valley. Ah. I, actually, I grew, up, I grew up in the San Fernando Valley during the ah. 80s. So, so you are... Doc, I'm a valley boy. Yeah. From um, so what's a good southern accent? How does that sound? Oh, I don't I don't do accents. 
Oh, okay. No, see, yeah. look. Yeah. I, I, I could have tried to mimic I could I could have tried to mimic your southern accent, but um I need a frame of reference, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a particular, you know, pitch and cadence as well as certain words like, you know, dude and other types of stuff. I really like that accent. I really, I really do. I enjoy the um southern accent. Um yeah, yeah. Okay. Now that you, you referenced a job that you didn't care for, as I recall, that was working in some capacity for the local police department. Yeah, I was doing the videos. So I was just filming kind of behind the scenes, kind of like doc stuff. Um, and cause that's like nonfiction stories have always been, um, something that really, I guess, drives me, motivates me. Um, it happened to be in that context. Uh, but yeah, I, it's got to a point of just telling the same stories, not super interested in the subject matter. Um, it was an interesting insight, that's for sure. Um, but I guess I just started to grow out of that and definitely just wanted to tell different kinds of stories. Okay. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back from the break, we're going to hear about what you've been up to since the last time we've talked. Uh, what kinds of adventures, and then also we're going to talk about what's next. What's Alrighty. next for Tip Tap? So stay tuned. We'll be right back. From the back country to the backyard, we believe everyone deserves the highest level of protection. Since 1984, Sawyer Products offers the best, most technologically advanced solutions for protection against sun, bugs, and water, using time-released liposome technology, topical insect repellents, and new standards in water filtration. And with every Sawyer product you buy, you are helping to provide clean water through 140 charities in 80 countries with their long-lasting water filters. Every Sawyer product you buy is an investment in our common humanity. Choose Sawyer and keep the adventure going knowing that their products have been tested and chosen by those who count on serious protection on the trail all day long. Six Moon Designs has been innovating ultralight backpacking gear for the past 20 years. With a wide range of products ranging from ultralight shelters to backpacks and accessories like their extensive line of trekking umbrellas, Six Moon Designs is sure to have a great piece of gear for your needs. With the company philosophy being that gear should aid one's experience, not define it, Six Moon Designs thinks the more time people spend outside the natural world, the better off this world will be. And remember, go wild, live young. This episode is sponsored by Jolly Gear. Are you tired of compromising between the ventilation of a button-down and the full protection of a sun hoodie? With the Triple Crown button-down, you can have the best of both. Plus, their fun standout patterns will have you the talk of the trail. Visit them at jollygear.com. Through hiker owned Jolly Gear, where fun meets functional. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. 
So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like my creativity has raised to another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. And welcome back. We are talking to Elena Tiptap Osborne, who is just admiring my background. If you're not watching this on YouTube, you're really missing out. You've got uh, uh, Lake uh, Evolution Lake and Mount Mendel. And this is going on YouTube. <laughs> I would have prepared my background a bit better. The, um... the, the more impressive shot, though, is is of uh, Tip Tap in her natural environment there. Yes, and I just moved into a new flat, so this is this is the new space. It's a very yellow room with a featuring a circus ball. Um, God, I would have, um, you know, made the environment a bit. Uh, no, I don't think I would have changed anything. To be fair, um, yeah, no, very much admiring your background. Um, I was saying it was the Sierra I never got to see. You know, not completely covered in snow. Yeah, I had the good fortune of hiking in the Sierras on a low snow year and also on a high snow year. So I, I've seen it in both conditions. And yeah, I, love, I love, I love the snow. Back. I love the, the, the visual of snow, you know, covering the mountains and on the ground, but I do not relish hiking in the snow. Post no, not no, not a good time. <laughs> yeah. A month of that really, um, really gets to you. Now we spent most of our conversation in our previous episode, talking about the PCT, talking about your YouTube channel and the videos that you have on there. That are just incredible, absolutely incredible. If you haven't, if you have not had the chance to visit TipTap's YouTube feed, uh, you need to do that after this episode is over. Some really, really good stuff there. And if you want to see the PCT like you've never seen it before, watch her videos. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. But we're not going to revisit the PCT today. We're going to talk about what you've been up to since then. What what uh, what's been going on in your life? Where have you been? You've been kind of hopping all over the globe. Yeah, yeah, I truly have. Um, yeah, and now I feel like, you know, just with climate change, the sense of traveling, you just recognize how much of a huge privilege it is. I feel so, so grateful that I was able to do it. Um, and also just like a lot more guilt in terms of carbon emissions. But um, hey, uh, it was, yeah, there were trips that were planned a while back, but I... Uh, came I landed in the US in LAX um, and spent maybe five days in the area. Um, I actually went over with my older brother because um, I do, despite only really showcasing one brother, I have three brothers. Um, this is the one that often gets forgotten. Um, I have three brothers and one sister. I'll put that put that on record. So um, yeah, poor older brother. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, we spent five days, uh, four days too many um, together <laughs> traveling um, in the area. Uh, he, my two older siblings were actually born in the US. So he hadn't been back since he was maybe five years old. So he was keen to check it out. And I was kind of just like, 
going anyway so I thought it would be quite cool to go um and he was checking out the old neighborhoods that my parents had lived in um so I was keen to kind of document a bit of that um in Los Angeles in Los Angeles yes it was the what neighborhoods I'm gonna say Pasadena oh is that is that neighborhood yeah it's a neighborhood Pasadena no maybe not maybe not the neighborhood okay I don't think it was because that's a really nice one it wasn't a nice like a maybe it didn't used to be a super nice neighborhood maybe it was that area anyway okay I digress it was it was around there well I think Um, in a lot of communities in Los Angeles there's there's kind of higher end and maybe you know not so higher end so that mm -hmm. it it could have been Pasadena it could have been um and as I recall it was just a regular house and um they'd packed like 20 people in there so it was maybe that's how they could um afford it anyway um yeah so I spent some time bit of time there and then went across to um ended up in Salt Lake City I have a friend Eleven who I hiked the PCT with who's there and I spent a couple days with her and then went up to Denver um visited up with some trail buddies there and that was that was super cool i saw irish and lucy and katano and backtrack um and some some of my old flatmates that i lived with when i was there in 2017 then i went up to alaska and um did a hiking group trip but also met up with friends i hadn't seen for 10 years who live in homer and man that's a special spot that's a incredible incredible spot uh okay and then I quickly jumped over to not quickly it took a long time got to Italy um well hang on before we get to Italy let's spend a little (laughs) more time in Alaska what what did you do in Alaska what was the hike so the hike it was in Denali um National Park but it was kind of more of a camping kind of outdoors trip um probably had I'd had more input into the planning of it. Um, Probably would have spent more time looking at the kinds of hikes, but it just so happened that some of the trails were kind of closed. Um, But we did a little hike in Denali National Park. Um, And that was incredible. I mean, Alaska is just insanely large and (laughs) insanely beautiful. Um, And when I was in Homo, I did a hike we took some kayaks out to, um, we paddled up to this kind of little island and camped there. And then we paddled to another spot. I really don't know the names, which is terrible, but we hiked up a mountain and that was cool. It actually looked very similar to New Zealand, oddly enough, um, similar to like the Milford area uh, for anyone who's familiar. And yeah, that was beautiful. And we saw a bear. That was cool. Grizzly? Um, I think it was a black bear actually, but, um, yeah, we just walked past the section of trail and then, um, looked back and the bear was crossing the trail where we'd just come from. Yeah. It was cool. I think it's the second time I've ever seen a bear. So. Wow. And how's Iris doing? Oh, he's good. Actually, I was, I'm, I'm going to be chatting with him on the phone today. Um, yeah, he's good. He's in school and he's loving life. Um, yeah, when I met him, he was a a wee, wee lad, he was like 18 years old, um, 17 or something. So he's just at uni or at college now. Um, so it's, yeah, good to good to see old friends and kind of see where everybody's lives are heading because 
you know, you're in such a, most people are in very transitional stages of their lives when they're on long distance trails. So to come back, you know, a couple of years later, it's like those high school reunions, except maybe with less judgment. <laughs> no, I don't know. I've never been to one. Um, and yeah, so no, he's good. No, tell, tell Irish that Doc says hi, and then he wants him to come on the podcast to talk about his experience, his perspective of hiking with Tip Tap. Oh God, we'll get no, the behind the scenes other perspective. <laughs> that's not a subject matter to be um, listened to publicly. <laughs> no, I'm just um, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll let him know. I'll let him know. Okay, now over to Italy. How did how did you go from Alaska to Italy? Did you? Yeah. Was, there, was there a trip back home in between, or are you just on the move the whole time? I was on the move. I was away from New Zealand for about three months total. So I guess that was about a month in the US and then landed in uh, Italy. I think it was, I must, I landed in Milan, I think. And um, then took many trains. It was many, many hours of travel, maybe 40 hours of travel. Um, And that was fun. Um, I think it's because I had a 20 hour layover in Mumbai. That's that's maybe where it was. So then, yeah, got to, it's a town called Brunico and it's very northern Italy. It's so north that a lot of them speak, uh, their mother tongue is like Austrian German. So they don't really speak Italian there, um, but it's right at the base of the Dolomites. So my friend, I have a friend who lives there and we met five years prior uh, hiking the Salcante Trek in Peru. Um, and we just kept in touch since and had always remained friends and always thought, you know, we'll meet up again. And I was already heading to Europe, um, for another group hiking trip. And so I thought it was a perfect time to go. And it was, oh my gosh, the light and the Dolomites is insane. And I only did, uh, like a sunset hike because that's kind of all we had time to do, but it was so magical and now I want to go back and I think it's called the Alta Via One um which goes through there and I would love to go back and do that. You only had time for a sunset hike in the Dolomites? Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. you had to move on? Oh uh, I was there for a couple more days, but um yeah, no, I was spending time with my friend oh, and we were kind of doing other outdoor things. So we went to this like the famous lake around there and um yeah, it was hard because I was traveling, but also kind of doing work. So it was a bit trying to balance the two is difficult. Um, but no, it was it was worth it. I would I would travel forty hours again for another sunset hike for sure. Well worth it. Now you're traveling for work. What uh, what kind of work is this? Um, so this was, I mean, the group hiking trips were like work trips, but I also had work in um, New Zealand. Um, I guess like, would you even call it, I mean, it was kind of their passion project. So, um, and working to get funding for these projects. So um, that's kind of what I was, yeah, working on. Very, very mysterious answer. Sounds, I was just saying, sounds very <laughs> mysterious. Don't, don't say too much. You might get All in right. trouble. All right. Are you, are you guiding? Are you, are, is that part of your, uh, your job? No, they no, they were kind of just like um, 
I guess participating, but people who were keen to kind of hike with me, um, which was, it's a very odd experience for me to get my head around. And I met some incredible, incredible people, like beautiful people I really connected with. Um, and that was, yeah, I was so, so grateful. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting thing to get your head around. Well, for me, maybe I'm just an overthinker. Um, just, you know, people who want to hike with you, um, just as you wait are. a second, um, wait, wait, wait a second, tip tap. Hang on. I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Is this like hiking with a celebrity with tip tap being the celebrity? It's kind of like you're hiking with somebody. Who, so there's a bunch of people who are running them. Um, but I wouldn't call it a celebrity. Um, I would call it maybe, I think for me, the way it's kind of more geared is that it's like people who want to go on group hiking trips or group travel trips, um, but want to maybe feel like a sense of knowing at least one other person. And if there's a creator they've connected with, um, then they go for it. Um, yeah, there's a seen a bunch do it, but um, yeah, that was, that was kind of the gist of it. So is there a website that coordinates all this? Um, there are quite a few different companies that do them. Um, so it really depends on which one you go with. So you wouldn't call hiking with you wouldn't call it hiking with a celebrity, more like hiking with a legend or hiking with uh Le- legend for sure, hundred percent. That's yes. that's what I call myself. I wake up every morning and I say, Yes, I am a legend to be hiked with. Um so yeah, hiking with a legend.com, you'll see my face. <laughs> uh first thing. I mean, you you can you can go online. You can find celebrities. I'm just going to use that word a couple more times if you if you don't if you don't mind. You can find celebrities who will do a message, or they'll record a message that you know, like a, a birthday message or something that you can then send to a, a friend or a loved one. And mm. this feels to me, this feels to me kind of like a, an offshoot of that, where now people are able to hike with other, uh, well, I'll say well known hikers. Is that, is that, is that, am I, am I, do I have completely the wrong idea or is that, is that? Maybe, I think, I mean, potentially that's, um, yeah. And I've seen those sites before. I've wanted to buy one of like um, past Survivor contestants because I'm a big fan. Um, <laughs> have oh, not have done you, it yet. Have you been watching Survivor? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I just you, caught what, up last night. Yeah. What season do you think 43. of the season? Oof. It's actually very promising. A lot of the seasons, you know, it, it's a slow start, but this has been really, really good. Part, last season was so, I felt so fulfilled as a viewer. Um, and the season is, yeah, it's, it's ticking all the boxes. It's it's really good. And yeah. I honestly would um, marry an American for an American um, residency or whatever, to be on the show because that's you have to be American and that crushed my dreams when I was like 13 and learned that um but hey I'm you know laying the groundwork putting that out there in the universe well if there's we'll a marry website for, for survivor uh visa if there if there is a website for hiking with legends there's got to be a, a a website for for marrying an American to become a survivor contestant yeah yeah um it's actually the link on my um instagram bio so just click on that and um nice yeah now we can can talk all we want about survivor this season because Mm -hmm. by the time this episode comes out survival it'll the season will be over so we don't we don't even think we don't even have to say spoiler alert 
So okay, okay. Um, I feel but really. You know, bad. some people take years to watch. Yeah. What are the odds though? Someone tunes into this podcast when they're you know three episodes from the. Okay, we can give a spoiler warning if you'd like to talk. Yeah. All right. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. Uh, Janine, who went home last night or mm-hmm. two nights ago. Mm-hmm. I felt bad for her because I mean she really laid it all out there. I mean she, you remember that she she oh, cut herself yeah. up on her chin early oh, on. Yeah. She's got these gnarly scars now on her on her chin, and mm-hmm. you know, nothing to show for it. Yeah, no, it was honestly. I like um Cody. Is it Cody Livin? But right now my favorite is the nineteen year old kid who's um pretending to be like twenty something, and he's he's low key running the show. Um, so I think right now he's my fave. He is. And there's no way I believe that he's 19. I, I look at him and I look at my son who's 25 and the 19 year old, he seems way more mature and. Oh yeah. 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 It's it's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good times. Um, back to this hiking with a celebrity though. If I wanted to hike with tip tap, how do I, how do I go about doing that? Um, um, so other than hiking with a legend.com, um, no, I'm never going to say those words again. Um, so there's at the moment, um, I, at the moment, there's one trip that, I'm, that I will be doing. It's with Vagabond Trails. So that's a company that, um, I really, really great. There's a incredible couple who run it, um, Veronica and Jonas and, uh, they really plan out some incredible hikes and trips. So yeah, Vagabond Trails. And so to get people to sign up for that trip, do they market that you're going to be on that trip? Is that how it works? I, I'm trying to understand this. Yes. yes. Yes, that is. Okay. But but some people actually just sign up for the trips because they want to go on a group hike. Um, so I actually did do a hike where the uh, one of the guys was on the trip a couple of them were just like, yeah, they just joined because they wanted to go on a group trip. So it's kind of like there are two, I think there are a lot of um, different motivations for jumping on them because I've definitely done group. Um, the Solkante hike that I did back in Peru was just a group hike as well. Um, and that's especially cool when you want to go do an overseas hike and you're like, I don't really want to go alone and I don't want to organize it myself. Um, so, yeah. Now, does Vagabond pay for your airfare and your expenses to go on this hike? They do cover that. So that's what helps. Oh. Um, that's what helps me getting over there. Um, but Elena, you've yeah. hit the jackpot. You, you've it reached was, legendary status. When people are flying <laughs> you in to hike with a group of people, that's you've made it. You've made it. You think so? You think oh, it did? It, I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty. Um, yeah, incredible position to be in and one I could have never imagined um ever growing up. Um yeah, so it's it's it, I definitely don't take that for granted. Well, Veronica and Jonah, I know you're listening out there. If you if you need a a valley boy who grew up in the San Fernando Valley in the 80s who now has a hiking podcast to go out on some hikes with some groups out there, I am available. Give me a call. There we go. There we go. It was Veronica. I'll be ringing you straight away. Did I I get the names right? Veronica and Jonas. Jonas. Oh, I probably. Jonas Brothers, you know. That's Mm -hmm. that's probably a strike against me now. Darn it. Mm -hmm. No hope. I'll put in a good word. Don't worry. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Mm -hmm. Tip Tap. All right. Hey, let's get to France because I understand that you were there for about a month in France. 
And what were you doing in France? Um, yeah, good question. So I did, I hiked Tour de Mont Blanc uh, with a group. Uh, wow. So that was about 10 days. Um, and then I was actually- Was that, was that fantastic? To... Was that just gorgeous beyond belief? Oh, it was just mind-blowing, mind-blowingly beautiful. And I'd never done hiking um, in Europe. And so the hut hiking was, yeah, it was, it was incredible. Just having like food provided for you as well. It's just, it's a different world. Um, and just no, yeah. no cold soaking there. Oh, no cold soaking. And it's, it's just, yeah, it is beautiful out there. And um, yeah, no. Absolutely beautiful. Um, and then after that, I was planning, I was looking at the Haut route, which goes from Chamonix to Zermatt in Switzerland. Um, was planning to do that. However, um, had some other things I had to work on. So I kind of was just staying there, I guess, kind of low-key scoping remote work. Um or just like seeing what it was like working from there and uh, was able to stay there for another, I guess, two and a half weeks and work from there. But every morning kind of get up and go for a run in the mountains, you know, the mountains are on your doorstep there. So I couldn't not utilize that. Um, there's also a hike straight from the Chamonix town called the vertical kilometer, which is exactly how it sounds and uh that was that was rough um I, I think I did it twice um if you ever go you should definitely try it I think I got it just under an hour just um so if you want to go beat my time go try is that an FKT on the vertical kilometer oh just under an hour Def I mean, it's my FKT, but it's definitely not the FKT. Um, it's uh, There are some quick, quick people. I think they actually have an event every year where they try race up it. I actually don't know the fastest time. I'm probably going to say like 20 minutes or something. Is it a road or is it a trail? It's a trail. Trail. And it just zigzags all the way up, all the way up, uh, or what do you call it? Switchbacks. Um mm -hmm. You've been up and down the the golden staircase. The golden staircase on the PCT. Oh my just, god! Just just north of the Palisade Lakes. <laughs> my brain is uh has you know um blocked that from from all memory. I don't think I it's, knew what it. I didn't. I don't think circus, I knew it was called the golden the circus staircase. wallpaper behind you that's having that impact. I think so. I think yeah. so. The um golden staircase. I don't think I knew it was actually called that when I did it. So but you actually you went northbound, so you you went down the golden staircase. That makes sense. I recall the staircase. Uh, not much else. Okay. I'm sure it was beautiful. I'm sure it was stunning. I was probably half delirious, um, on my cold soaked mashed potato. Now I cut you off when I when I asked uh, or when I mentioned the golden staircase. You were saying something very deep and insightful about the vertical kilometer. I'm sure. Oh, um, if you go do it, just don't do it at night with a dead phone battery and no headlamp and no water. Um, that's my advice. Who would do that? No, I know amateur, amateur. <laughs> Certainly not an experienced through hiker like mm -mm. yourself. 
And were you in a tour group uh, in France? Um, so the Tour de Mont Blanc hike uh, yeah. was a was a group hike. Yeah. Oh, man. What a great gig. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was great. <laughs> it was exactly okay. that. Now tell us about surfing in Portugal. You're now a surfer. Uh yeah, yeah. Um, that's um very generous, very very generous term. So after then, yeah, I headed to Portugal. I guess I just got in my head that I'd like to do something for for myself, even though there is great surfing here in New Zealand. It often takes being in a very, very different environment, at least for me, to try new things. Um, and so, yeah, go, I went to... You had to go halfway around the world to become a surfer. I mean, the waves exactly in New that. Zealand. Mm -hmm. No, gross. Gross waves in New Zealand. Absolutely absolutely gross uh no 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 so i went to paniche um which i guess is like a surf town and yeah i guess just went to a five-day surf camp it's one of those things i feel like a lot of people you know it's like one of those um pipe dreams it's like yeah i'll become a surfer on the beach and um yeah it was fun it was difficult surfing is hard uh, but it at least got me out there on the water. I stood up and um, would not say that I am an experienced surfer, but I have surfed. But you got up on your own. You rode a wave or or two. Yeah, yeah, a couple of times, a couple yeah, of times. Nice. Again, it's very generous, um, very, very generous <laughs> phrase uh, or title to call me a surfer. Now, are you are you a goofy foot or are you standard? Um, I think I'm standard, but I think the first time I ever surfed, I stood goofy. So that totally messed me up. Um, but I think I'm standard, but in general, just goofy. As, just goofy. goofy just in as, yes, nice. as I conduct myself in this world, but yeah. yes. Okay. And then the last stop I saw on your Instagram feed was Bali. Yes, Bali. Uh, yeah, I ended up being there for a month. It's kind of a place that's super accessible from New Zealand. Very popular spot um, for Kiwis and Australians. And that's what always put me off it. So I never went. And But on my way home, uh, flights were super, super expensive. Uh, like $4,000 one way back to New Zealand. Back to that, uh, the, the old little island so i figured it, i actually can't afford to fly home right now and it's cheaper to stop over in bali or it will end up being maybe around the same but to live there for a month and i didn't have anything um to get back to yet in new zealand so i took that opportunity stayed there um i actually helped my friend who was uh, running a retreat there so i helped photograph and film some stuff for her and then yeah, I just stayed there and lived. Um, again, was working on my passion projects and just, um, yeah, enjoying living in Ubud for a bit. It was, it's cool. It's cool. Mm -hmm. Now you've mentioned passion project a couple times. Mm. Is it top secret at this point? Uh, not really. I mean, I probably, it's a, so I guess for me, one of the things 
that's always driven me and motivated me is wanting to work and get into documentary. Um, it's kind of, I guess, what led me to start a YouTube channel was having that kind of outlet. And uh, yeah, I think it's funny when you think about your identity and, you know, ever-changing thing that people view you, how people view you or how you perceive yourself. And I guess, um, you know, for a while there, it was like, yeah, I'm a through hiker, but at the base of it all, I've always wanted to become a documentary filmmaker. So it's been, it's a feature length doc that I am developing. Um, yeah, I won't go too much into it. It's a bit, it's not top secret, but I'm still developing what the story is, how it's going to go about, but uh, very, very uh, kind of, it's related, but different also. Okay, related to through hiking? Uh, maybe in some sense, yes. Okay. But right. not not particularly, honestly, not not particularly. You are goofy. Uh, <laughs> when do we when do we get to find out a little more about this? Uh, or where hmm. should we keep our eyes? If you stalk me uh, enough, then you might be able to find something, but maybe not. Um, I think as I get more down the rabbit hole no get down more the track of developing it and um get something made about it that's let's say within six months within six months but very different I don't know if I would put it on uh like my YouTube channel um maybe maybe I would but it's not yeah again not really related through hiking this isn't giving you any answers, is it? But hopefully idea. it's developing developing this deep seed of curiosity. So when it does get released, then you'll be straight on it. Is it autobiographical in any any respect? Um, well, as yes. Yes. This is like this is like um what's that game? Guess who? Yeah, which is um yeah, in a sense. I think uh in any sense when there's a direct you know when you're directing a documentary it's, it's never going to be objective right it's always going to be from the perspective of the person writing the film because even though it is a reality you've got to choose which angle you're going to go down um so yeah autobiographical in some some sense wait a second are we talking about your video submission to get onto survivor is that what this passion project is God, how you saw right through me. You saw right through ding, me. Ding, ding. The whole documentary is me um, on a quest to get that American visa. So it's just find me a survivor um, husband. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, um, I, I, I visited your YouTube site and very prominently, I think one of your most recent videos said, what's next? That was, that was the, it kind of just jumped out at me. And yeah. so is that what you oh, were that's referring to? That's a good to? thumbnail then. Good. Yeah. Was that uh, what you were, what you're referring to with, with this passion project? Is that, is that what's next or are there other big adventures on your, your horizon? Yeah, I guess there's a couple things, um, a couple things that are on the horizon. Uh, that's one of them. That's kind of going to be a long, slow burn kind of project. But in terms of things that are maybe more immediate, uh, what's next? I'm, I've am i started doing um, 
work on editing other people's work. So I'm editing somebody else's documentary at the moment. Uh, this might be a different question that you were going to ask me, but I'm answering it anyway. And adventures, yes, it's not a hundred percent confirmed yet, but um, I'm potentially going to be back in the US for at least I'm going to say six to eight weeks, if that narrows it down, to hike a trail uh, from probably around end of March next year. So that's something to look forward to for myself in terms of big, long adventures. East Coast, West Coast, Central? Um, Central. Central. Six that's to eight as weeks. much as I will say. <laughs> okay, so six to eight weeks, unless you're doing an FKT of the Continental Divide Trail, probably not that. Who knows? You are so cryptic. It Again, so it's not top secret, but it's I, it's not top secret, but it doesn't just involve me. So I guess that's that's the thing. And it's again not one hundred percent confirmed, but almost. But maybe by the time this is out, it will be. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Okay. Hey, tip tap. You know where we are? Uh, we're in the tip. Section. Yes, tip, tip. You remember tip because that's part of your trail name. Tip. That's right. Yes. The pro tip insight of the week. Yes, it's time for the pro tip. That that uh, segment where you share some trail wisdom with our listeners to make their next outdoor experience even better. What do you have for us? Ooh, trail wisdom uh, for the next experience out there. How do you make it better? Um, I think the thing I've realized for myself in terms of enjoying being outdoors is uh how much I really really enjoy sharing those experiences with others so I guess my tip would be if you're gonna go out on a little multi-day hike uh or something like that invite some buddies get the, get them out there and uh take take the stove and the nice coffee you'll uh you'll be better for it fantastic so there you have it. That's it. This episode is just about in the books. Hope our listeners enjoyed our time with TipTap today. I want to thank her for joining us. Uh, Elena, how can our listeners keep up with you on social media? And where can, where can they find updates on these mysterious upcoming adventures and projects? God, I've made it so mysterious. I probably didn't need to, but hey, I guess I haven't really thought about how I'm going to talk about these things. Um, so... I guess, yeah, my YouTube channel is still there under my name, Eleanor Osborne. Um, yeah, I'm going to try upload at least once a month. It's it's a difficult, difficult game to play. Um, and I use Instagram, not, not a super amount. Uh, that's kind of it at the moment. That's kind of it at the moment. Okay. Remember to check out the pod on social media as well. We are on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. That sounds excessive when I say it, but uh, I, I, you know, it is what it wow, is. Wow, TikTok. Good for TikTok. you. TikTok. And well, half calf. She said, Dad, you've got you've to be on TikTok if you want to reach a wider audience. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if that's been successful at all, but there I am. And if you have comments or clips you want to share, you can send it to me at johnfreakingmirror at gmail.com. The Adventure Media Recommendation. The show's gotten pretty high tech since the last time you were on, huh? Oh, yeah. All these yeah. voice memo things. They're, they're great. They're great. Bells and whistles. 
So Tip Tap, I'm also looking to you to share a recommendation for a book, a movie, documentary, some kind of outdoor uh, adventure media that uh, will help keep our listeners connected to the trail. We call this our adventure media recommendation. What do you have for us? Cool. Um, yeah, so I I don't watch a lot of um, hiking YouTube channels, but every so often somebody sends me something and I'll watch it and I'll be like, oh, this is, this is great. Um, and... More recently, I was sent a YouTube channel um, by by this guy, uh, Alexander Lafoon, um, and he sent it to me before he started the PCT. And of course, I mean, it was, he, he mentioned me, <laughs> he mentioned me in the, um, in his videos, of course, the narcissist in uh, me was, was deeply, um, you know, grateful for that and uh, really enjoyed it. But no, it was the story and just the way he told, um, I don't know, it was maybe it was the Southern accent as well. Him and his buddy were going out to hike the PCT and he's just started releasing his PCT episodes and they're really beautiful, I think. Um, and the really cool thing was, and it was so, it was just like the trail, you know, the trail gods. I, when I was in LA, I went and did um, trail magic with, um, the prodigy and we you know grabbed some stuff drove out to the mountains uh kind of near rightwood and we stopped at this random spot and we're like where the heck do we go you know where do we do this trail magic and we just stopped and i look in the rearview mirror and i see a hiker crossing the road i'm like oh there's hikers so we grab all our stuff and we set up the table um and then we call out to them and then uh these guys end up coming down and, um, you know, they're, they're excited, trail magic. I'm excited to be there. And then I look at them and I'm like, these guys look so familiar. And they look at me and they're like, what? And then I realized it was Alexander and his buddy who had, they'd both sent me the video and they were both there no way. at that spot. And it was just this amazing moment. And they're like, that what is, are you doing magic. here? That is magic. Yeah, I was just, it was it was incredible. A really, really cool moment um, for me. And so, yeah, I've been following them ever since. And yeah, I think if you were going to watch uh, some PCT videos, there's some great ones. Uh, I'm sure there are so many more, but um, yeah, those are great. Those are great. Um, and yeah, there's also, can I mention one more? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Um, there's uh, some buddies, Andy and Peter, who hiked the Pacific Northwest Trail back in, oh, I'm going to say it was like 2018. And they created this incredible documentary series that was behind, they got released on outside TV, but it was behind a paywall. So, you know, not a lot of people are willing to pay, you know, to get to watch that, but they've just started releasing shorter episodes of their documentary series on their YouTube channel um, under Heyo Designs. And that's really cool. It's really like it's taken filming a through hike to a very, very different level. Um, and so, yeah, that's also been okay. something so that I've been watching. Heyo Designs and then mm -hmm. also Alexander Lafoon, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. I have to check those out. Have we not asked you? All right, Tip Tap. Before we wrap things up, just one more segment for you called What Have I Not Asked You That You're Dying to Tell Us About? What did we miss? That was today? a great accent. Was it like a British, like, nanny accent? <laughs> She's not um, sure what it is. I'm not sure what yeah. it is. 
but it is. You got to keep oh, that. You, you got to keep that one. Um, what have you not asked me? Um, oh God, that's a really that's a tough question. I will say, um, I remember saying there's some subtext of just you know who do I want to shout out? Uh, there, if you've heard of Twerk or Tommy Corey. Um, who's an outdoor photographer. I'm sure you've had him on the podcast. He's been he's, on the podcast. That's he's right. a delight, he isn't he? Yeah. He is. um, so I think he's just doing incredible work. So I just want to shout him out because he's, uh, I think he's got a Kickstarter. I think, I think it's the Kickstarter site, um, but he's raising funds because he is this year and next year documenting stories of like a hundred people who connects with the outdoors and they, in these really unique and beautiful ways. And, I think he's just doing incredible work in terms of representation and, you know, showing that there are ways to access the outdoors in different ways. And also just his art and photography is beautiful in general. So I just wanted to give him a shout out because I think if, you know, that's something we really need to work on, I guess, as a an outdoor community. And if we want to see these stories told, then we should support somebody who is telling those stories. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to give him a quick shout out. And also a shout out to the two TA hikers, Tiaro hikers, I'm pretty sure I saw this morning, who I have deep regrets for not yelling out to because I was going for a run and they'll go on the other way, but on the other side of the road, and I'm so sure they were hiking the TA and I just wanted to run up to them and be like, are you guys hiking the TA? Um, but I didn't. So shout out to them who will never know that I was there and saw them. Well, back to uh, back to twerk. I think he has a, a second Instagram feed called All Humans Outdoors or something to that effect. Yes, yes, yes. And some striking. I mean, his landscape photography is is awesome, but these just these pictures of all kinds of different people outdoors mm, is yes. really striking. It's called All Humans Outside. All Humans Outside. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All Humans Outside. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you for tuning in. Always remember the trail is the trail. Doesn't care if you want to go downhill. Doesn't care if it's almost dark and you're looking for a campsite. It doesn't even care if you're trying to set the FKT on the vertical kilometer. The trail is the trail. Embrace the suck.